Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Okay, so we've done an episode on some of the best traits a boss can have. So today I thought we would go completely opposite and talk about what are some of the worst traits a boss could have. Um, I think this is an interesting topic in general, but also it might be eye-opening to someone. So what's the worst trait a boss can have? Toxic managers, toxic leaders, leaders with these really negative traits. What, Scott? You're shaking your head. So what are you shaking your head about? You're wrong, but keep going. (laughs) for me, right, that spot, sometimes I think we miss the mark on what we think is a really toxic boss, right? And I think the things for me that makes a boss horrible is a boss who can't tell the truth, right? I believe one of the most damaging things that bosses do is they are not able to bring to the table both what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. I oftentimes see bosses who do one or the other, that they come in, it's like, no, you're great. You don't have to worry about it. You're my best employee. I love you, okay? Or, you know, you can't do anything right and they're nitpicking. For me, I need that boss that can tell the whole truth, not just one or the other. Tell me the places where I'm doing really, really well and I'm truly making a difference so that I know to repeat that and tell me what's not working for me, what's getting in my way, what's going to keep me from where I want to progress in my career. And I have seen too many leaders in an organization that can not only tell, they can't tell the truth to their staff, they also have a hard time saying, this is my opinion to upper management. And having that ability to disagree and be in that conflict space. So they're so worried about the culture and everybody liking each other and liking them and getting along that they have taken all of the edge out. But that edge is actually what's going to help us get better. And I truly believe that that is one of the most damaging things. And we don't call those bosses toxic but they cause all sorts of problems inside of an organization and all sorts of problems for their staff. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Scott, what, what do you think? You know, when I think about it, I always think about, well, if we think they're toxic or they don't tell the truth or what, whatever that is, there's something beneath that. And, and I actually believe that it's the most harmful trait this will sound funny, is the boss that is too consistent. Oh, gosh, I want to hear that. Okay. So when I think I'm so consistent, I treat everyone the same. I interact with everyone the same. I Whether that's too harsh, too nice, I, I, whatever that is, I sit in one behavioral style. And I'm just always that way because I'm supposed to be, quote, consistent. There's a book called A Love and Profit by James Autry. Have you ever read that? 
I have not read that one. Okay. It is one of my very favorites. It is an oldie, but goodie. I bet you it came out in the nineties. So this tells you how long ago, but in that book, James talks about the dichotomy between the word love and the word profit. And like they, you know, we can't have both. And um, one of the stories he tells is that he was um, a pilot and he was stationed in Europe in uh, world war II, I believe. And he actually had a child that was born during that time period. And he asked for leave so that he could go home and meet his child. And his um, superior said, you know, I can't do that for you, Jim, um, because if I do that for you, I have to do it for everybody. And Jim's response was, no, you could do it for just me. And that thing that you're talking about is that everything is fair. It's the same. That it was the first premise in that book that Jim pushed back and said, hey, that's not how it is. We have superstars and we have people who are not adding value to the organization and everything in between. And we actually can and should differentiate between the value someone adds to the organization. So I actually think that creates, that's worse than someone who's toxic. If someone who's toxic and I know they're toxic, I'm just going to be like, they're an asshole. (laughs) You're talking about outwardly screaming and yelling kind of toxic. Yeah. Well, any, I mean, if I, if I think they're, you know, most people are just going to be like, I'm just going to avoid them or I'm going to walk on eggshells or this other one, I think does more longer term damage. Okay. So my first one, right. Was the, the person who can't like deal with the sharp edges of an organization and having the hard conversations. Your first one is, Hey, I'm going to just play the fair card. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do everything exactly the same. Well, and Even if it's not just everything the same, whether it's fair or not, it's just equal. Sorry. Wrong word. Equal. Okay. So there's two. All right. You got another one. Oh yeah. What's the next? It, it's, um, it's the front of the shirt, back of the shirt. I'm if I'm so unaware, if I don't flex to meet people where they are, I, I think you do way, 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 way more damage. Okay, so I, that front of the shirt, back of the shirt. I'm not sure everybody knows that, right? So the front of the shirt is these are the things that everybody can see about you, and you know about yourself, good so or bad. All- yeah, it's all of bad. your traits, yep. good and bad. It's all the traits. And these are the things that are really obvious to you, right? The back of the shirt, well, think about that. You can't see what's on your back, right? And so the back of the shirt are all the things that, you know, people you don't know about yourself. And again, could be good or bad, but it's all the stuff on the back. And oftentimes when you don't know it, when you don't see it, you haven't, um, you haven't been able to deal with it and to help yourself get better in those areas. And Scott, I will tell you, I think someone who has not done their work, their own personal development work, the things that, you know, all of us have had trauma. All of us have had situations where we respond and react because of fear, past experiences, whatever that is. And we're doing things that aren't helping ourselves or others. That's usually some of the stuff that's on this back of the shirt. 
And if you have not done the work to try to find out what's on the back of the shirt, why you respond to situations like that in a way that's not helping you or others, that is actually going to hold you back and it bleeds out into the organization, right? So I do think doing your work and truly, truly identifying and getting as much as you can on that front of your shirt and having people help you identify what's on the back of the shirt and then doing the work to make sure that that's not getting in the way, critically important, right? And I think there are a lot of folks who just don't want to do back of the shirt work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think, and, and place I would agree with you is I can live with it if you haven't done the work and you're unaware or you're not, or you're not sure how to do it. Right. And you just need to be brought aware. I think it's even worse if it's like, yep, I know. And I'm, um, I don't care. Okay. So I, I have a different <laughs> phrase for that person. Yeah. Right. And maybe this isn't the right proper psychological term. Okay. However, I will tell you the narcissist, the person who literally cares more about themselves than they do anybody else. And sometimes Narcissists are so charming, so well-spoken. They have charisma. I'm sorry that upset you if I did something wrong. Yeah. (laughs) That phrase. And you know, you know how that phrase sets me off. But that narcissist who comes off so charming and everybody loves them and all that kind of stuff. And reality is they are ugly inside and they don't give a crap about the fact that they're ugly inside, they still are just doing stuff for themselves. Okay. That person, oh my gosh, so many people get pulled into their like power and, you know, influence and all that kind of stuff. And they have no regard for other people. They only have regard for themselves. That human being, oh my gosh, every organization that I have seen that has has a narcissist in it, it implodes absolutely implodes and it's self-focused oh when you are when it's all about me when your decisions are about me when that happened about me and then you have that skill set to like throw it and put it underneath and nobody can see it oh my gosh you hit one of my one of my hot buttons and uh, you know uh, places that i've obviously had trauma I mean, you know, and when, and whenever you think say narcissist where my mind went was wicked, Witch of the West. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And by the way, I can see that image in so many ways, right. In that spot. And, and truly um, it's such an interesting thing to see how individuals who can be so charismatic can be so manipulative. And then what happens in the end is you kind of unveil that and you see it was all about them. And what happens in that is just really tough on people and on, on organizations. So I really, I really love, I love that that one came up. Courtney, we're going to throw it back in your court. Thank okay. You. I was just going to do that. <laughs> exactly. So we've done a couple of ours. What's yours? I think having unrealistic expectations for employees, expecting things from people and not communicating them. I don't really know what trait that would be. Maybe like a little ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's one of the things, honestly, is many times we forget that what's in our head 
and our experiences are not in other people's heads and they haven't had those experiences. So we kind of just think that they're going to guess, right? And and, I mean, the research says about 35% of performance gap is the lack of expectations and feedback. Just saying it out loud. Um, I remember um, I uh, I was turning 40. And I was talking to a girlfriend and I was like, you know, I really, really hope my husband has a surprise birthday party for me. And I was explaining kind of what it was I was wanting and what I was looking for. And she just looked at me and she said, have you told him that? And I was like, well, no, I mean, no, it's a surprise party. And she's like, and you really think he's going to know that that's what you want when you've never, ever told him. And I'm like, well, yeah, why wouldn't he? And she goes, because he doesn't think like you do. And of course, my 40th birthday came and went and I didn't have a surprise party. So when I turned 50, I just told him exactly what I wanted. And then that's what we did. (laughs) And sometimes as bosses, we have to recognize that's our job. We have to say, and then that's what will happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, just expecting someone to read our minds. Yeah. Courtney, no, that's a good one. Yeah. I think another one now that I'm thinking is not being a good listener. So like when you told Michael exactly what you wanted, well, I hope he got everything right because you literally told him (laughs) may have had to put it in writing or say it a few times, but yeah, I think another like horrible trait is speaking to your manager and telling them something. And then it literally goes in one ear and out the other. They've already made their mind up. I, uh, I had a coaching call with, uh, with someone the other day and he had gotten some feedback about, um, the fact that maybe he wasn't listening well. And I had to teach him that, you know, it's really important that you use listening noises. And he was like, huh? (laughs) He's like, I wrote everything down. I said, yeah, but making eye contact and going, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, talk to me about that. Explain that a little further. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. That's not natural for some people, right? So that's hysterical one, remember, but maybe let people in on the fact that you actually are listening. I think that's it. I don't want to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good way to end right there, Courtney. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box. And be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.